Today and every day, Planned Parenthood is committed to ensuring that everyone has the information and resources they need to make their own decisions about their bodies, including abortion care. Lawmakers who oppose abortion are attacking Planned Parenthood, which means affordable, high-quality, basic health care for more than 2 million people is at stake. The right to control your body and get the health care everyone needs has been stolen. And now politicians in nearly every state have introduced bills that would block people from getting the sexual and reproductive care they need. Planned Parenthood believes everyone deserves health care. It's a human right. And that's why they fight every day to push for common sense policies that protect your right to control your own body and against policies that interfere with decisions between patients and their doctors. Planned Parenthood needs your support now. Now more than ever. With supporters like you, you can help reclaim your rights and protect and expand access to abortion care. Visit PlannedParenthood.org future. That's PlannedParenthood.org future. Did you know that it's Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month? Macy's is highlighting some really cool AAIP-owned brands right now like Cardin, Kaja, Emilia George, and hey, Meve, plus you can help support college access and student success when you donate online or round up in store to APIA scholars. APIA is the nation's leading nonprofit organization devoted to the academic, personal, and professional success of Asian American, Native Hawaiian, and Pacific Islander students. Shop Asian American and Pacific Islander owned brands at Macy's.com or in store. you date me i'm just trying to figure out why i'm single even though i'm fucking fabulous and i love giving blowjobs and other stuff my guest today is the very lovely very funny dear fucking friend of mine mateo It's literally that all the time when we're with each other. <laughs> it's, it's not any different. No, it truly isn't. I'm 100% sure my new neighbors hate me. Oh, 100. I spend so much time screaming and splashing. Yes. It's a very good time. Mateo, how are you today? I'm fine. I'm like, I don't know. I'm in LA. I have found zero trade in the past two weeks. Explain I'm trade to, to the straight people. Trade means like a hookup, mm-hmm, and I haven't mm-hmm, found any hookups, mm-hmm. and I've been struggling with this one guy, but then this couple's coming in this weekend that I know, and he lives in, they both live in Texas, and then we're probably going to have a threesome, but I'm not into a threesome. Last time I had a threesome, it was awkward. I wasn't into either one of them, and then they showed up at one of my comedy shows. Yes, girl. No. So you had a fucking threesome, and then... You look out into the audience, and you're like, that's them. Well, I had a threesome with them in Aspen. Okay. It was Gay Ski Week. Yes, I- of course, as you do. 
You have a threesome at Gay Ski Week. You have to. You have to. Um, what else are you doing? We caused an avalanche, killed thousands, <laughs> but it was worth it. The children died so you could get your dick wet. Oh, that's just really wonderful. I've also had a couple of threesomes in my day. Liza, well, did you? Well, I was a serial 54. Yes. And I don't want to say it mm-hmm. was a threesome. Then how many people was it, Liza? Well, minimum 17. Well, Liza, that's an orgy. Well, I don't know, it sounded like a lot of fun to me. I said, you want what sounded like a Japanese food. Oh, okay. And I, uh, I love sushi. A bukkake? Well, that was it, and I've fallen for it more than once. Liza, you gotta watch out for the bukkakes. I was a wet nurse. Ew. <laughs> But this threesome, whatever, uh-huh. it was in Aspen, and then I went, and then, you know, come back to New York, and then all of a sudden they're just like at my comedy show, and I put it out in front of the whole audience. I was like, well, this is awkward. I had a threesome with those two, and I don't know why they're here. Did they like clap, or they like, yeah? They were wildly uncomfortable. Of course. Yeah. But also, why did they come to your show? What is the logic? Because they wanted more! They and I was like, like get out of here! I don't want you here! Wait, did they try to fuck you again? Yeah, they were trying to, and I ran out. That is so awkward. I know I wasn't I wasn't into either one of them. It's like awkward when you go so like I perform Have you had a threesome? Yes, I've had a threesome. Are you kidding? I get, yeah, what I've but seen like, you I've give head. I've hooked up with like so many improvisers that I've like been at UCB and been like there's more people in this room that I've like hooked up with and not. <laughs> this is very awkward. Being gay in comedy, there's like no one to hook up with. Good. There's like five of us. Being a very specific type in comedy, it's hard to hook up with people. Because I feel like, or I don't feel like, this is a true fact. Men in comedy have chuckle fuckers. They have girls who will just fuck them. I know, men who literally perform and dress like a toilet. Yes. The fact that they have any kind of confidence to express themselves, women yes. are like, ah! Like, male comics are piles of trash with flannel on and women are like please put the trash in me but then when i get on stage gays are like we hear this at brunch where's <laughs> kathy griffin <laughs> we hear this at brunch we don't give a shit uh, so mateo are you you are not i know this because you stayed but in my house and we're say, very good friends yeah you could say you are not dating anyone right now you are no. single yes and you are looking. Yeah, always looking. So do you, I don't know if we've ever like talk, talked about this. Do you want a relationship? I think that I say out loud that I do because mm-hmm. that will make me sound human. But and, and every time I try <laughs> to get into one, I panic and I want out. Okay, why do you think that is? Um, I don't know. I'm, I always say I'm looking for a handsome man that hates me. I think that's the ideal relationship. Why do you want someone who hates you? I don't. I'm just a sadomasochist. Okay, I'm just insecure and I go for the wrong guys. Like, can we get plenty. into your insecurities? Of course we can. So I do think you're insecure. I don't think you real. I think you know oh, that you've got a body yaddy yaddy. I know I how insecure I I believe am. you have a body yaddy yaddy. No, no, I don't. It's so wild to me because you've worked so hard for this body. Oh, thank you. Guys, if you're listening, Mateo Lane on Instagram, lots of booty pictures. Well, they've seen me on your Instagram, all yes, our butts. If you, yeah, if you don't follow either of us on Instagram, get up on there. <laughs> you got my big body in a bikini. You got Mateo Lane's big old butt. Juicy, juicy little butt. Um, but I feel like you worked so hard for this body. You enjoy having the body. But then, like, for some reason, you don't feel like this body is... Is what it is. Yeah. 
I just listen every it, I here's what it is. I we used to be really Catholic, and then mm-hmm. I, I've now what Catholic Griffin calls a fallen Catholic. Okay. But that guilt had to go somewhere, so uh-huh. the guilt went to the gym. So now, like, if ah. I don't go to the gym, it's like not going to church. I still think I'm going to hell. So I'm pretty body dysmorphic, as most gay men are. Because when I met you, you were a little string bean. Oh, literally, yeah. You were very, very thin and long legs and just thin. You didn't have a juicy booty. You didn't have calves. The calves came, and I said hello. I I still need to get calves. You but have nice calves. You have a great they're, body. They're fine, but See, I. This is what I'm talking about. You have a great body. Thank you. You're welcome. I don't know. I. Th- but then also, I think it's like a thing in the gay community where bodies are worshipped. A certain body type is like what everyone's aspiring to be, and. Even with the bears, yeah, it's like I know, a certain bear right? Body it's type. like, oh, he's not fat enough. He's not bare yes. enough. He's not hairy enough. Yes. He's not bearded enough. He's yes. not. And then you get to you know, uh, muscle queens, and it's like uh-huh. bigger, more. Uh-huh. And you know, I do. I mean, obviously, men are very visual. That's apparent when mm-hmm. you look at gays together. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm just. I at first I was like, I just want to work out and see results and then fit into clothes better. And now that I do, I'm still, I'm like, oh, so it that hasn't helped the insecurity mm-hmm. yet. It is a weird thing that it's like, you got to work on your mind first. I, well, I'm in therapy and I, it's, it's just, you know. It's helpful. I seek a lot of approval and I want to be liked. Well, I which think Which causes lots of problems. It does cause a lot of problems, but that's like almost the whole basis of being a comedian. Yeah. You don't get on stage to have people not like you. I know, but some comedians, you know, they get on, they don't give a shit. Yeah, but that's a different thing. Right. You get on stage trying to elicit a response. Correct. And if you are, oh, boo, fuck you, you can't say that, that's a response, and they like you. They haven't walked away. They're still interacting with you, so that's... And I got those responses when I was booed at an HIV event for making fun of Britney Spears. <laughs> What a life! Two hundred gay men booing me, and I let them HIV have it. Oh yes! Event. Oh yes! What happened? Um, I was doing this show at a place called Manhole, so that was already the first problem. It was, it was in Chicago. It's called Hydrate, but they <laughs> will call it Manhole. Anyways, the bathroom sign says no meth. So the show, <laughs> the show was. But they're like, but I call it Tina. <laughs> oh, they didn't say no Tina. No Tina. So I was snore snore. <laughs> So the show is, as most gay shows are, terribly run, (laughs) terribly organized, um, barely a shred of talent. So the only person that was talented was the host named Dixie Cartwright or something. So I forget her name. She's a really funny drag queen in Chicago. Uh Anyways, the show was supposed to be... um, AIDS, HIV mm-hmm. fundraiser, and for some reason they were using crochet jock strap on porn stars, oh, and they boy. had mothers sewing these jock straps, but they weren't even affiliated with HIV. Not like they lost anyone to HIV; they're just there they sewing were just jock straps. Mothers who were like, "I'm lonely." Right, and then so n- now we got 200 gay men. Everyone's uh-huh. drunk, and they open the show with sex. They bring out each porn star. Each porn star does like three minutes of their own sex, whatever twerking, stripping. There's a pole. I mean, it is sex. Sex, 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 sex. And then after this, like 20 minutes, right? Uh-huh. They they have an intermission. <laughs> like it's the goddamn fucking opera. They have an intermission. 
mission. And literally, the host comes back out and goes, all right, ev- everyone's still talking. Everyone's still getting drinks. All right, everyone, now for your comedy, Mateo oh, Lane. no. So now I have to walk up to a room full uh-huh. of drunk, horny men. And I am neither a stripper, and I am neither a drag queen. So they don't give a shit. They're like, so, this, this is a basic man. This is what's standing next to me. Why right. is he on the stage? And so I walk up, and I'm like, hey, everyone, how's it going? All talking. Like, the talking over me to the point where it was literally like <laughs> like a New York brunch, <laughs> and I was like a mouse trying to squeak to the other end of the room. Like, mm-hmm. it just was not being hurt. And so I'm up there literally struggling. And it, to the point where I'm talking to myself, saying, like, I can't believe this is happening to me. <laughs> I can't believe I'm here right now in my hometown with my own people, and this <laughs> is happening to me. I said, is anyone going to pay attention? So I said that, right? Uh-huh. One gay turns around, yells at the stage, well, pay attention if you put on a jock strap. I um, lost it, and I said, oh, I get it. You people, which it's never good to refer to your own no, people as you people. No. But I stand by it. I said, you people won't pay attention to your own kind, but you'll dedicate your lives to that weekend at Bernie's in Vegas known as Britney Spears. (laughs) And then 200 heads turn around. Now they're paying attention and they all start to yell at me. And they're like, why the fuck you know? She's more talented than you. We don't even know who you are. I was like, I know you don't know who I am, but I don't give a shit. Neither does Britney. She's been doing Ty Bo now for a year. And stop pretending she's good. And Mariah's not good. And Christina's a cunt. And then when I called Christina a cunt, one gay almost stormed the stage. He was like, ah! And like the gays were holding back. And then they start booing, right? And they're all screaming at me. And I was like, oh, I get it. I'm sure you're all mask tops. But I've been watching you mince and prance around here for the past 20 goddamn minutes. Go fuck yes. I was screaming at them. I was supposed to do 15 minutes. I did six. And it was, I mean, the sound of the boos and the yelling and the screaming. And then I, I walk off stage. I go backstage. There are seven porn stars looking at me like I made the wrong choice in life. And we I, made you porn, but that was bad. Uh, and then I got one tweet from someone saying, we thought you were really funny. What did you think was funny? You didn't think anything was funny. Honestly, what a dream. I <laughs> wish I was there for that. I, I couldn't, I can't even imagine just... 200 gays being like, Brittany, no! I, it was wild. I was like, oh, this is it. So, you know, not necessarily going so, so great. you're doing really well with the gays. I'm killing it with the gays. So you're on apps. You're on Grindr primarily. Just, just Grindr. You're not on Tinder. Which is now, I am on Tinder, but I barely use Tinder. It's just too much work. Grinder is much quicker. But now Grinder's become like the new candy crush. I'm not even on there <laughs> to talk to people. It's just like, uh, you, got, you know, it's like something you do out of boredom. Fair. So do you know anyone who's met a partner off of Grinder? Uh yeah, uh, plenty of people. Huh. I know. When my friend Max met his friend uh, his a uh, boyfriend Anders Andres um on Grinder and they're like moving in together and in love and 
I just don't know how you can fall in love because it's like, you know, like I went to my friend Charlotte's wedding Mm -hmm. and her priest, you know, was like giving that story. He's like, she grew up in London and he studied abroad and Uh they must have passed each other every day and just missed each other. And then they both moved to New York, found each other in a library and fell in love. And that's why we're here today. It's like this bitch found this bitch on Grindr. Oh, my priest is going to be like, it was 4 a.m. and they were both horny as fuck. They exchanged a dick pic, and that's why we're here today. <laughs> I mean, yeah, dating apps are, it's like the new norm, and people aren't even embarrassed to be like, oh, we met on Tinder. I know. And now a like, bar is so old, ancient. If someone told me they met someone on the street, I would when lose my mind. Whenever someone is like, oh, I met them in person, I'm like, how? Right. What do you mean? What did you do? What is the sorcery? Well, you met someone in person and then destroyed their house. <laughs> I did. I did. So it's not that these opportunities don't happen. You're we just correct. destroy these. I guess if I like went out more, I would meet people. But I think you and I are very similar in the fact that I'm going to guess this about you, and I want you to really think about okay. it. Do you think that you also maybe subconsciously sabotage relationships because you're more focused on your career? Um. No. No, uh, I don't, I know. She's crossing her legs, fingers, and toes. (laughs) I know that I don't go out a lot anymore because I'm like, well, I don't want to be tired for this job. Or I'm exhausted from this job and I just want to chill out. That was me all week. It's tough. It's tough to work and have a, so like that like antiquated thing that's like, can she have it all? At this point in time, I'm like, no. No, I cannot. I have don't it think all. anyone's meant to have it all. I don't know what having it all means. Well, I think for a woman, it's like marriage, a kid, a career. It's a too social much. Life. It's too much it pressure. Is too much. That was the thing in the seventies that, like, that that was like the wrong ideal of a feminist that a woman has to have it all. She can work and take care of kids and have a family and mm-hmm. do this and do that. And it's like, okay, now that she has it all, she still has to do more work. Like, it's too much. I think not having, that she can't, but I don't no, know. Yeah, but I think having it all for me means I have my work, but then I also have a partner to come home to. And then I keep saying, I'm like, I don't want a comic. I don't want someone in the industry. But then it's like, oh, but it makes it easier. Yeah, and it's like, I don't want someone to like... What do you want with a bagel boy like Cher? <laughs> you know, he's really normal. He's so different than Sonny. Oh, God damn it, Sonny. You left me with Chaz. I, <laughs> I'll i take a bagel boy. No. I... See, I, I actually think that I, my therapist, I was we were talking about this, mm-hmm. and he was like, how do you see your future? And I was mentioning things that are like, oh, I'll be in Italy, and I'll be painting, I'll be this or that. And he's like, why do you never imagine yourself with somebody? And I don't. I don't see myself with somebody. Same. It's weird, because as much as I want to be in a relationship, and I want like a boyfriend or whatever, I, 10 years from now... I cannot imagine, like, a man in my space. Right. Like, a man who sleeps in my bed every fucking night. Yeah. Every, he don't go nowhere. And then, like, just always having him. But then I guess, like, if he was there and we were hanging out, then I could see a future. But, like, I'm coming up on a year of no sex. Really? It's been that long? It's been a year. And it's because I... Was like on and off with this dude for like three years. Oh, yes. I knew I would get sex like 
semi on the reg and then like hook up with Here's other how people. regular it was cuz he lived across the street from Nicole. He lived across One time I was outside of Nicole's house <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, hey Nicole." She walked out, she was smoking a cigarette and it like quickly put on a wig and a face. <laughs> And she doesn't even finish the cigarette, and it was. She was like, "I'll be right back," and it was almost as if you just disappeared into the night. <laughs> and I was like, "Okay." And then I went inside, and I, I maybe it was like forty minutes of watching TV, mm-hmm. and you walk back in. You're like, "All right, how's your night?" I was like, "Wait, you're done already?" You're like, "Yeah, I'm done." Face wasn't ruined. Wig wasn't ruined. Well, I had got it in. You get it in, and then you fucking leave. Uh, it was like a nice, it was like a service. It was like going to Jiffy Lube. But why are you and I so similar in a lot of ways? I don't I don't know why we're similar. Don't I know you we're think... friends because we're similar. Yeah, but in the sense of like dating, don't you think that we're very yes. like. Yeah, I do think we like keep people in reserves. And you're like, you'll be good for like when you're good to me. Right. And then it's like, well, I don't know. I don't know how I could possibly have a relationship. Yeah. I. So then I was like hooking up with a lot of dudes off of Tinder and then. Had like a semi regular hookup for like a like uh, I guess it was like four or five times or whatever, and then he was like this hot Australian man. Oh, the first time I sucked his dick, I was like, "Oh, your dick's dirty," because <laughs> I think he was like out all day, and then like came yeah, to my I was house. wrestling crocodiles with Bindi Irwin, <laughs> and then he I brought that crocodile dick to me, and I remember putting it in my mouth and being like, "This dick tastes like poison." <laughs> Sometimes dirty. it's nice to suck a sweaty dick. Oh, it was so gross. That's gonna that'll I be on like my tombstone. Suck the sweat off his dick until I was like, "This is just skin now." I just mistakenly spoke that into the universe because that will haunt me for the what rest of my life. Say? That it's sometimes, oh, sometimes it's, nice it's nice to, nice to suck, suck a, a sweaty, sweaty dick. dick. Yeah, the Lord's gonna deliver you so many sweaty dicks, and you'll be like, "I'm done with the salt." You know, it is like, kind of salty. It is salty. It's like having like a margarita with the salt yeah, rimmed like around it. Yeah, like a fucking it. hot dog dipped in salt, and you're like, "What the fuck?" Oh man, his can I just was, say I don't like Bindi Irwin, and I hate kid actors. I don't know why you're going after Bindi so hard. I hate her, and I hate kid actors. That young Sheldon or whatever. <laughs> I've never rage. What did young Sheldon my, do to you? He's on posters everywhere, acting like a pompous piece of shit. Have you watched the show? I'll never watch the show. Please do Chuck Lorre a favor the, and watch his show. Oh, please. He needs your little eyes to watch his show. Listen, I was a child actor. Liza, please watch watch Young Sheldon. The first movie I was in was in Meet Me in St. Louis. Was she in Meet Me in St. Louis? No, but that's where her parents met. Yes, she wasn't in Meet Me in St. Louis. No, but I was. What a, was her first movie? She was a baby in a it? movie called Down the some movie with her mother, and she played. She was like one I feel years like old. Cabaret was the pinnacle of Liza's career. And I've then, had the same shit haircut since. But then, like, she never came back from it. She did. What else? Well, she did Arthur, and oh, then right. she had New York, New York, oh, and right. that. So it was really up until like the late '80s where she like really collapsed, and then like the early '90s, she's like, "I'm back," and she did a movie called Stepping Out, and it was terrible. And then um, <sighs> she got brain encephalitis. What? And was like in the hospital. She has brain snuffleupagus. Well, it's a, a character on. The Wizard of Oz. What's brain snuffleupagus? It's like a, I don't know, like a, almost like a stroke, maybe. Poor, oh, is that why she speaks that way? Well, she always had kind of a yeah, she's show. always Yeah, she's always never really opened her mouth. But now she sounds like beef jerky. <laughs> I'm sorry to keep derailing. Okay, We're supposed to be so, yes. We've talked about nothing. Um, I know, I felt like, was I supposed to come in with stories or? No, it's fine. Uh, I had a structure 
But then I was like, I feel like this structure is too rigid. I want to be loose. And I well, people talk like about conversation, anyways. They do. No one I wants to think. feel like they're like a, a podcast is programmed for them. Otherwise, they could watch TV. Hey, that's good. So, <laughs> what is the longest relationship you've had? A year and a half. How long ago? When I was twenty-two. Oh. I'm 31. I know how old you are. I didn't know if you wanted the world to know. Oh, they can. I don't give a shit. I guess it doesn't matter for men. No. For women, yeah. I'm 12. I'm, I'm young Sheldon. I'm 13. Yeah, it was oh, a, a no. probably a bad. It was a bad relationship. But now he's Why? married to a man in his early hundreds. So oh, really? We barely had sex. So I can't imagine how bad their Where sex is. Where did you is. meet him? Met him at a bar called Cocktail at the time, which is now Progress. In Chicago or in New Chicago, York? we kept staring at each other, and um, yeah, it was like right after I was living in Italy, and I came back, and it was fall, and I saw we saw each other, and I didn't know if he was with his friend, but I didn't know if they were together, and so mm-hmm. I had my friend ask them, and they weren't, and then I went up, and we started talking, and then making out, and he was working uh, like in politics at the time, so he would travel a lot, oh. and so he was like traveling the next week. And so then he's I'm... a gay politician. Yes, and is then he still a politician. No, he wasn't a politician. He worked in politics. Like, Isn't that what a politician is? No, like he's not like a congressman or a senator I guess if or you anything. Work in airplanes, you're not a pilot. I think he was like one of like the what are those altar boys for senators called? Uh, assistants. A congress boy or something. I don't know. A congress fuck. boy. Something. I have no idea. But he was one of those for like a. a I think a. Rep- yeah, maybe like he was a staffer. Like a staffer or something. Yeah. But um, yeah, we dated for like a year and a half. It was pretty wild. Yeah? Were you like, I, you didn't live together, right? No, but I was there a lot. I was at his his apartment a lot. Ironically, not ironically, strangely, his best friends are now my best friends. And oh, really? And he lives like in another state. That's so interesting in relationships when you like absorb the other person's friends. Yeah, well, I was more fun. He was a wet blanket. <laughs> you I mean, are fun. Yeah. A wet blanket is such an awful term for a person because have you ever had a wet blanket on you? It's awful. And that's what he was. Ugh. I, I mean, we had some, he had some redeeming qualities. Did I he think. have a good dick? It was fine. Yeah, it was good. His, there was nothing Who bottom, physical. who topped? We flip-flopped. Oh, some real verses. Real verses, yeah. Mm. I think I started bottoming and then we eventually went both. Mm. But it just was a like tempestuous relationship, and I was insecure, and I allowed him to insert his needs and wants in me, um, physically and emotionally. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I'm not. I'm the one thing that my my problem with men is I'm very weak with men. I'm okay. very submissive, and I'm very insecure, and I want them to like me. I'm not like witty, funny, smart. I'm not like even this conversation we're having now. I'm not this with men. I'm mm-hmm. I'm constantly walking in eggshells and on treacherous territory because I want to make sure because I want to make sure that they like me. Fair, I. Which I'm not saying is good. I'm saying that's just where it stems from. Like even this Dominican guy I've been talking to forever. We were talking yesterday, and he like was trying to joke with me, but he doesn't know how to joke. So he was looking at my Instagram stories, and instead of mm-hmm. saying like I was making fun of a lot of TV, and instead <laughs> of saying like he said to me, "You watch too much TV," 
And, I, and then I was like, well, that was mean. He's like, oh, everything I say is mean. He's like, you know, Bob, you don't know how to joke and this and that. And I was like, I kind of know how to joke. Joking uh, is my literal job. Right. Which I wanted to say. Have you seen Joking Off? Oh, seasons one, two, and three. MTV. With D-Ray Davis. <laughs> um, D-Ray Davis always has no less than two beautiful Instagram models with him. I just, I'm, I want to be about that life. I want like some, you know, huge, deep dicking dudes walking on either side of me. I think I want I the opposite of D-Ray's life. <laughs> you don't want any Instagram hoes with you? No, I'm I should fine call without. them Instagram hoes. I think they might be in like loving, uh, loving committed thruple. Okay, sure. <laughs> we get it. Covering your tracks, Nicole. <laughs> D-Ray, if you're listening, uh, I respect your And I'm sure he is. <laughs> I'm definitely his demographic. Have you uh, met D-Ray? Yeah. Yeah. Those beautiful eyes. He's, I know. He does have green eyes. Oof. A black man with green eyes cannot be trusted. Or Just look too good. Yeah. Lisa Traeger has a joke. She's like, if you see a unicorn, you gotta fuck it. I love it. Yeah. I mean, I would fuck him. D-Ray, if you're listening. I bet you it's uh, he's got a good one. Oh, I'm sure his dick is huge. I mean, like, if he's got that many women walking around, it's either the always. biggest thing you've ever seen or it's not existent. Or he, like, just eats you out for days. I can't see D-Ray eating anybody out for days. I, I think he gives you, like, a good deep dick in until you're dead. I don't know. And I'm so tired right now. I can't even think about, about sex. D-Ray Davis. Um, you can't even think about sex. I wake up so horny. I, wo- I was horny the other day. Hotels make me very horny. But now I've been in this hotel for, oh my God, I left $20 tip today because I forgot tip for the past three days. So I, for the hotel lady, and I don't know what was I was thinking, but I started to panic when I left because no, I had no change. It's a different person every day. I know. So I, pa- I panicked. I panicked. I left $20. That's, you did too much. Well, I better come back and there better be a goddamn porcelain horse or something in there for me. I mean, that, be, she you better. You know that woman opened that door and was like, oh, I love today. Do you remember when we shared that Yes, I thought room? about that this morning. <laughs> and I tipped him. What did I tip him? Like $60? $60. We got three whiskeys, french fries, and I think. <laughs> and like ice cream Ice or cream. Something? That's actually exactly what we got. And I think it was only like. Forty-five. It was like forty-five or fifty dollars. Stupid. It, no, it was like less. Yeah, because we were in like a we Houston, Houston University. Yeah, and so this guy named Enrico. What was his name? I don't know. Something like he that. He came He's... in and like you just threw like sixty dollars at him. He's like, "Miss, I cannot take this. Take I cannot." You're like, "Take." You were literally drinking. You're like, "Take." <laughs> My favorite thing to do is tip people too much and then argue with them about them taking it. I was at Magpies with you. And this girl made my ice cream, and then I she gave me my change, and it was like $5, and I was like, keep it. And then she started to put it in the little jar, and I was like, this is for you! you were a Don't m- you share this with anybody! Nicole was a mad woman. <laughs> from, the, from saying magpies, to getting in the car, to getting there, to ordering it, to paint tip, to eating it, to going back. Yeah, ice cream makes me wild. I fucking love ice cream. But you were trying to prove to that it's the best ice cream, and I was like, it oh, I believe you. Was... And you're like, no. <laughs> I'll show you it's the best ice cream. Well, I needed you to agree with me that it's the best. I know my ice cream, okay? Now, back to fucking dating. Oh. So I've you... been single ever since. And I've, I've been single for years. I've been single for so fucking long. So do you 
like it when a dude messages you first or do you like to message first? Um, I definitely like guys to be more assertive. Mm-hmm. But then I don't know. I'm just, I really am. I'm, I'm really, when you start to peel away those layers, I'm a mess. Yeah, I'm starting to figure out, I've like touched upon it in other ones, but I I have a problem with intimacy. I do it too. It's like bad. I Emotional intimacy. Um, physical too. I don't like to like snuggle or yeah. cuddle or yeah. spoon people yeah. because that feels way more intimate than sex. It's like I'm allowing you to touch me with no end goal. Like you're just going to have your little fingies on Do you me? think that that's something that you and I also share in common that everything in life has to have like an end goal? Like I'm a bit of an extremist. I don't I've never yes. been known to like hook up and just like make out for a little bit. For some reason I have to go to like I'm fucking pregnant. Well, that's like John. John gets so mad at me when I'm like, "Did you fuck? Did you rim? What'd you do?" And he's like, "Nicole, nobody wants to hear all the business. Also, it's not like I do what I do and I don't have to have you know, penetrative uh, penetration or whatever. Right. So I can enjoy myself. And I'm like, but that's the end. <laughs> that's I'm, what you do. I'm literally like, when the bedroom door shuts, I don't know what it is, but it gets dark and you see like two red eyes in the dark. Yes. It's like chupacabra. Yes. Like, But we're extreme yes, people. I got called an extremist in fourth grade. I wrote <laughs> Ms. Gizzy. I won't forget it. She bitch. was like, she was a bitch. She also accused me of cheating on my math test. And Did you? No. I just oh. have a, so I got diagnosed with ADHD this year. And uh, like I can't read, if I don't take my medicine, I literally can't read a restaurant menu. It's just too much. It's it's overwhelming and I hate it. So in fourth grade, numbers were a lot for me. Like it just overwhelmed me and numbers would like swirl around the page and I couldn't concentrate on it. So what I would do is I would like look at the two numbers if it was like multiplication or addition, look at the numbers and use common sense to guesstimate what the answer would be and then work backwards. So like sometimes it would take me like one try. Sometimes it would take me two, three, four tries. Isn't it crazy how kids start to yeah. work their own ways to figure things out? But then out it's also crazier struggling. when an adult goes, the way you think is wrong. Right. The way you problem solve is wrong. What right. you're doing here is wrong. Right. Even though I was getting the correct answer, this woman told me I was wrong. Right. And Miss Gizzy. Miss Gizzy. I fucking hate her. And she's still a Miss. No, she's not. She got married. She's Mrs. Rosado, but I hope she got divorced. Oh, she married an Italian. Yeah, and we had to all go to her wedding and shit. And Ew. I thought we were happy. Why? I don't fucking know. Because she was like, you know what would be good at my wedding? Fourth graders. 20 of them. Bring them on. Also, I'm using her real name. What probably. a needy the woman. Best. Whatever. She had curly hair and she looked like Fran Dresser from The Nanny. And Is I she was Italian? Like, yeah, she was Italian. I thought she was the most beautiful woman in the world <laughs> until she was like, because when I was little, I loved beautiful women. Loved. And I was like a suave little girl. I'd be like, oh, baby, you look good. And <laughs> she, I was so excited that she was my teacher because I was like, I get to look at her all day long. I've been like a little horny child my whole life. Yep. And uh, so she like, You came out of your mother and looked at her and said, was that good for you? Was that good for you? Because I slid right out of your loose puss. <laughs> God rest your soul, mom. <laughs> Making pussy jokes about my dead mom. So then, uh, like, she accused me of cheating. She had, like, a conference with my mom. And then they had another conference because they were like, Nicole writes too big. And I was like, what? What? You are now just nitpicking me. 
And then I was like, you want me to write smaller? I'll write smaller. So I wrote so small that she couldn't see it. And then she was like, Nicole, you know what? You are an extremist. And I was like, bitch, suck my clit. I hate you. You are like, nothing I do pleases you. But I will say the one thing she did teach me how to do is balance a checkbook. What? I know. In fourth grade, we would get money, like fake money. She called it friendly fuzzy money. It was these like weird little creatures that she drew and you would get like money for like turning in something on time or like cleaning up your desk or like putting the mats away for sharing time. And once you had enough money in your friendly fuzzy account, you could like buy a pencil or like buy something. But then you had to show her the work of you balancing your checkbook. It's the only thing she taught me that People was don't good. have to balance checkbooks anymore, right? Because we have like digital everything. You should still have like a budget and like understand how much money is leaving your account each month oh i don't well you don't have to poor people do i definitely do people i'm doing joking off i'm not this that you're not poor we'll see (laughs) you're not poor because you're your your overhead is nothing you don't have a family right here's how people get poor you can make twenty thousand dollars a year and live pretty well well thank you you could live pretty well. Like I made like twenty grand a year in when I was living in New York, and I lived great. My rent was five hundred dollars a month. Mine's well, no, your rent's more than that. Where were you living for five hundred a month, bitch? I was living on one twenty fifth and Broadway, and you better believe that my floor was slanted, and you better believe that people got so my floor was like caving in on itself, but then like the molding in the ceiling was straight. So sometimes people would get like sick in my house. Because they'd be like, I feel slanted, but everything's straight. I My first apartment was a six-floor walk-up mm-hmm. with a bathtub in the kitchen yes, that I had queen. to use. I had to wash yes. my ass and forks in the same place. And I, I really lived like a Polish immigrant from 1940. <laughs> and that was what it was. I loved it. I thought it was and a great apartment. And that was apartment. in the Lower East Side, right? That was before you moved to Greenwich Village was on Bleecker and Sullivan. That's such a good location. Yep. Yeah. How much was that apartment? I was rent control. Ugh. But it was so that location, which was almost a one and a half bedroom, uh-huh. even though it was kind of falling apart, was uh sixteen hundred a month. That is great. Yeah. Okay, we gotta take a break right now, and we'll be alright back with more juicy, juicy, juicy shit. Hey listener, are you happy with your current chicken wings? Do you wish you had something a little saucier? If you answered yes, then it might be time for you to break up with your old chicken wings and get a new honey. Lemon pepper wing from Popeyes. Share the wings with your friends so they can see it's time to move on too. Head to Popeyes and get six-piece honey lemon pepper wings for $5.99. At participating U.S. restaurants, price may vary. Spring is the best time to start a new workout routine. It's our yearly collective warm-up, and Peloton is here for everyone's yearly warm-up. This is the best time to get into a good rhythm, tap into your power, and build towards whatever you're looking for. Okay, Peloton can accommodate your schedule with a variety of class lengths to choose from. Even if you only have five minutes, there's a class to get your body moving. And I have to stress how important that is. Five minutes is better than no minutes. 
Peloton has a range of class types fit for every goal and mood. Move at your own pace. Peloton makes the process easier with personalized recommendations and guided programs that take the guesswork out of working out. So you can just jump right in, keeping your fitness journey fresh every day because that's what it is, a journey. And listen, Peloton has everything you need to get to where you're going. Whether you prefer to run outdoors, uh, row or ride at home, or strength train at the gym, Peloton is something for you. Ooh, the Peloton classes I like to do are strength training. I also like the yoga because um, I'm always trying to get more flexible um, because I love doing splits because I'm slutty. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at (laughs) OnePeloton.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. You know, there's always something that I really need to talk about. And thank God I have a podcast. But then there's stuff that I don't want to reveal publicly. So I talk to a therapist. And listen, we all carry around different stressors, big and small. And when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get stuff off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional cost. And I got to say, that's very important because the first person you meet might not be good for you. So even though it's work, you got to work to find someone who like is helpful and is good for you. So don't stick with someone just because you feel like you have to. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash DateMe today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash DateMe. Okay. Hey, did you know one in five Americans have learn a new language on their bucket list? If that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off the list with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste time on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching so you're ready to practice what you've learned out in the real world world. Babbel made it super easy for me to brush up on my Spanish before my vacation to uh, Mexico. See how I said that? It's, it's better and it sounds like I speak Spanish. It just makes traveling better so you can like order food, ask for directions, and flirt with the locals. Me encanta muchacho! <laughs> without having to consult language apps while on vacation. Here's a special limited time deal for my listeners. Right now, get 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for my listeners at babbel.com slash date me. Get up to 60% off at babbel.com slash date me. Spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash date me. Rules and restrictions may apply. Okay, so I want you to look at my Tinder profile and tell me... I have everybody look at it. And mostly I have like the same responses from my comedy friends uh, that they're like, it's good. (laughs) (laughs) Your comedians are really bad judge of everything sometimes. I mean, comedians are awful. No, we're awful, but we're also the best. Okay. It says I'm 28. I know I'm not 28. I just can't like change it on Facebook. I don't know how. 
Also, if you're listening at home and you want to see a visual of what my profile on Tinder and Bumble looks like, you can go to Facebook.com and you can go to my fan page, Nicole Byer Comedy, and you can click on the album that says Tinder slash Bumble, and you can see them there. So I'll go through this. The first picture is of Nicole. Uh-huh. Really pretty. Your face looks great. Thank you. Your wig looks beautiful. You have a Thank fun you. shirt. Yes. You're holding a giant, not even black, it is a purple dildo. It's like a star dildo. Like it's like deep space color with like stars on it. So you have a Star Wars themed dildo. There's no stars on it. It looks like one of those nail art where like they make it look like stars. Oh, like glitter. Yeah. And it is giant and I don't it Okay. I got a fat ass. So if you into it, hand emoji waving waving and then the girl being like, "I don't know." I like people with a sense of humor because life's too fucking long not to laugh. Hmm. Uh, what? I normally people say too short, but I guess things do feel long when we. Life is long. Are you is, kidding me? Yeah. There are twenty-four hours in one day. Right. That is so many hours. Down to, or DTF down to figure skate or fuck or farm or fly a kite, whichever is easier. Have you ever read before? Well, the thing is, like, down to fuck the, or farm or I guess the way I I'm write like is Temple, insane. I'm like Temple Grandin. I like paper, the sense of humor. I also I don't write. I write the way I speak. Well, no, it's also you're writing things that are slightly off what people are normally <laughs> saying. So you're not saying it's like also like I'm DTF right down to figure skate or fuck. I've never read that in my life. So my brain is trying to get a sense. Of what I'm seeing. <laughs> and you didn't stop at figure skater fuck. You put fuck, then after fuck was farm uh-huh. or fly a kite, mm-hmm. whichever's easiest. <laughs> so this is a- automatically, we have the most. Yes. The picture, the words, the everything. You're inviting a strange person. Okay. I know I know you may be trying to warn them. Do you know what I'm saying? Yes. But also in doing so, you are bringing in like a group of people that might not be good for you. Okay, the second picture is great. It shows you have a great butt. Thank you. It's your profile. It's you at a Christmas tree. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> you have silver shoes on so uh-huh. you match the tree. Uh-huh. Silver little rocket man shoes. They're my Elton John shoes. The third one is you in a trailer. Uh-huh. And you look very beautiful. You've got yeah. your curly wig. Yeah. This is the most normal photo. <laughs> this is the photo. Uh, the, uh, the, now you're in a cat suit trying to climb an empty shelf sure, yeah, in a green room. Uh-huh. Where were you? Uh, shooting this show called Are You the One the Aftermatch? It actually, I mean, it shows your body. You look... <laughs> You have a nice butt, and you have a little jazz leg coming through. A little like a jazz re- leg? Like a that, like a jazz leg. Like, what does that mean? And you know, like, and all that jazz. Oh, sure. Like a lot of, all right, and then this one, this is actually the best photo. It's you and what looks like a, it's a chair, but it's a heart, but it's mm-hmm. red, and it's almost, it looks like something in Moulin Rouge. Yes. And you're almost like fucking it. Yeah, yeah, I want you to know that I'm sexually aggressive. And the last one's you and Clyde, and you have great makeup. Your eyebrows look great. Thank you. So Clyde's my dog. What What do you want to know, and I can answer your questions? I want to know, do you think these are good pictures? Do you think they're bad pictures? What would you change? I would have less photos. I would really? take out one photo. Yeah, because the trick is you don't want to have too many photos. 
Oh, okay. You don't want to have weight. You want to have just enough to show and then keep them inquisitive. So I think that this is too many photos. I think that you and I approach things the same way. My picture is me shirtless next to Bob the Drag Queen. Uh That's my first picture. I'm like, this is my life. I want you to know what you're getting into. Uh Um, But if if you're looking for someone that you want to date date. Yes. I don't know if a giant (laughs) black dildo is the way to go. Okay, here's the thing. I think it's a very funny picture. It's a monster cock and a monster shirt. So it's like, I, there's two monster things in the picture. I would have never made that connection. <laughs> I would, in a million, if I was on an island and you said, what's the connection? Never would I have connected the shirt to the dick. It's, look at it. It's a monster shirt that's like, rah, 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 look at that dick. Fair, fair, fair that you wouldn't make that connection. Now your face looks beautiful. Thank you. You have really, be- really great skin, great hair. I like, it's just this dick. This will invite, this will keep you single. That's not going to bring okay. in the husband. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, I don't mean to, you know, play, you know, you or put, edit it, put something over it, like a question mark. Because the picture of you is great. But I just feel like, come. Okay. Do you disagree with what I'm saying? No, but I think it's like one of those things that I'm like, oh, it's so funny. I don't, you know, like the phrase kill your darling. Then I think you have to say like, it's a joke, but it doesn't work for now. You got to kill it for now. Maybe use it later. So maybe it's like lose it now or maybe I put it as like the fourth picture or something. I think that here's what you can do. Just if you want to keep this picture, you have to change what you're saying in your profile. You have to open with, hey, boys, I'm a comedian. If you're into oh, that, I let can't. me know. But I can't tell someone that I'm a comedian. Here's the thing. I never tell people I do comedy. Um, in public, I don't either. I don't. I like, I just, I, I don't. So I'll tell them I do comedy later. Mm-hmm. Like, I wait till, like, date two or three. Mm-hmm. Unless they already know. So, like, I went on a couple dates with this guy who on the first date he was like, oh, I know who you are. It'd be weird if I didn't say so. Mm -hmm. Then I went on another date with a dude who waited almost like a full two hours into the date to be like, I've seen you live. And I was like, oh, that felt like you were hiding something. Yeah. And then I had this guy who I, the moment I saw him, I was like, oh, I hate him. I think he's gross and disgusting. So I like right off the bat was like, just came from the improv, came from a stand-up show. I do stand-up. And he was like, oh, so like, what do you do for like money? And I was like, this, stand-up. I do stand-up. I'm a stand-up. I make money doing comedy. And he was like, oh, like I'll tell people like right off the bat if I don't give a shit about you. But if I care about you, I don't, for whatever reason, I feel like it's like maybe braggy or intimidating that I get to make money doing art. Well, because it shows that you're you're. What does Joan Rivers say? She's like, no man ever put his hand up your skirt looking for a library card. <laughs> you know, you're smart. Uh-huh. I actually, I don't know why I said because I don't tell people I'm a comedian either. It takes a minute. And then one time I told this guy, I'm like, I'm a comedian. And he goes, no, you're not. And I was like, okay, I guess I have to prove myself See, and now. that's like another thing. And then also when you tell people you're a comedian, they're like, tell, tell me, me a joke. joke. And then I say, I'm like, I'm sorry, you're not paying me. No, that's and a good one. I should say that. Things. I should say that. And then sometimes people are like, but I, I could. And I'm like, oh, you don't get it. This is, you don't go talk to a lawyer and be like, ha, show me a deposition. You wouldn't do that. Um, I, when I, after I did Colbert, a girl that I used to teach art mm-hmm. camp with who's very sweet, but like 
whatever. Anyway, we haven't talked in a while. She messaged me on Facebook and she goes, hey, I wanted to say congrats on Colbert. And that was really exciting. I said, thanks so much. And she goes, so is this like a hobby? What's your real job? God. I was like, I, I don't know what other thing I have to do to right? prove that it's a real I job. I mean, my grandmother literally last year was like, because I haven't spoken to her this year, and she was Good. like, are you going to ever go back to college? And I was like, what, bitch? No, I just, no. Why, what no. to do what? I think she like wants me to get a degree and like become a lawyer or something. I think they still hold That's out delusional. that I'm going to do like a straight-laced job. And I was like, no, I'm pretty like, I'm in it. I want to do this for the rest of my life. Like, I really love what I'm doing. And it just, like, it's kind of, like, at that point, hurtful yeah, to it be is like, very why hurtful. can't you just take what I'm saying and, like, understand that, like, my life is different than, like, what you thought my life was going to be. But also, like, just acknowledge that I am doing well. I am doing okay. I mean, there's tons of room for growth, but, like, right now I'm I'm okay. You're doing more than okay. And my grandparents, they're just like, brr. Go to co- I guess when I'm in, like, a Tyler Perry movie, they'll be like, that's success. Isn't that strange, though, that when you it takes that one thing to sort of get them to mm-hmm. realize that it's a real thing? Like, I you know, I, I love my brother, but we're not the closest. He's also gay. Mm-hmm. And I think he thought, like, me doing comedy, I don't even know what he thought. I just, I just know that it wasn't, like, anything he took serious until mm-hmm. his friends started showing him clips of me on TV. And then all of a sudden it became, like, a reality for it's him. It's really crazy. Like, uh, my aunt and my uncle came and saw a show that I was doing, and my uncle Andrew was like, wow, you're really funny. And I was like, what the fuck do you think I've been doing all these years if not trying to be funny? Like, why do you think people pay me to do things? It was just like, what the fuck? Like, and he was like, well, I know you're funny, like, just as a person. And like, when I talk to you, but like, I had no idea you could do that on stage. And I was like, ah. I think most people don't have the same urges. We do. A lot of people live in fear and want security and mm-hmm. do not want to leave that secure. That's why people stay at jobs for 50 years or however long mm-hmm. and nine to five work in an office and work the slowly up because, and there's nothing wrong with that, but there's this fear of stepping outside of the ordinary. Mm-hmm. Uh, my friend, uh, Pat in Chicago, he was quitting his job and, um, he hated his boss. He hated his job. You know, he's 45 years old. He's got some money saved up. And uh, every single person he was talking to was like, don't quit. Just don't quit your job. Just don't quit your job. Just don't quit your job. Called me up and I said, quit it. Do yeah, something else. Do, do something it. more fun. Take this is lead. your one. Yes. And he said, you're the only person to say that to me. And do that's it. that. And we, you and I were in New Orleans together. Mm-hmm. And he said something to me that will stick with me forever. Because, you know, you're really brave. It, you're doing something that people mm-hmm. don't do people don't say i'm gonna take control of my life and do exactly what i want to yeah. do and risk everything and, and it is a risk you know it's such a huge risk you like i quit my pretty steady retail job to claire's she was a manager I of was claire's a manager of claire's and i'd be like get your ears pierced no i <laughs> was working at lane bryant with fat women <laughs> and uh i quit and i felt crazy i was like i can't believe I'm quitting this job. You make it work. That pays me so poorly that I had so... I got paid $8 a fucking hour and mm-hmm. worked there for two years. Mm-hmm. Retail is terrible and disgusting. Mm-hmm. And, and Lane I only worked retail. The worst. Yeah, like retail sucks. And then I was like, what if I like waitress? And every... So I I went in to interview at Jane, which is a restaurant on... 
fuck, it's downtown somewhere, like maybe in the village. And also, like, I'm too fat to work in a restaurant. No one was going to hire me as a waitress. Why? Because people don't want to order dessert when your waitress is like, do you want it? <laughs> I eat it every day. And it's like, you know what? I'll skip it. I'll bring out the dessert I'll tray. I'll skip it and I'll walk home. You know? So, like, fat people serving food I don't think is uh, uh, in people's brains. I don't think they think it's appealing well, or whatever. Well, New York, too. It's like, I'm an actress. Mm-hmm. Everyone's like, an actress in New York. But in my interview. More fries. more fries, please. In my interview at Jane... They were like, so why do you want to become a waitress? Because you don't have any serving experience on your resume. And I said, it's the fastest way to make money with keeping my clothes on. And I was like, funny joke. (laughs) True. And the man went, okay, we'll call you. And I was like, oh, I think that's my, I think that's a rejection. (laughs) And then I worked at Elmo in uh, Chelsea. I love Elmo. They have great... Fuck Elmo. I worked there for a day. Oh. I had an amazing interview with this amazing guy. And then uh, show up for work. I was wearing a silver pleather skirt. Yes, God. A black turtleneck with silver jewelry. My hair was very straight. And I looked very, I looked cute as fuck. And I was seating people and serving them or whatever. And then the manager comes over and he's like, hey, Nicole, uh, we just have to like talk to you in the back. And I was like, okay. And he was like, I, this isn't going to work out for us. And I was like, what do you mean? Because it was a different manager. And he's like, how do I say this? You're too jolly. And what? I was like, jolly? Okay. What does that mean? Gather my belongings. I'm leaving. And I went, he called me fat. The only person you called jolly is Santa. And he's a fat white man who fits in chimneys. I'm too jolly to seat people at a restaurant called Elmo? Are you? There's, I don't even have to squeeze anywhere. Elmo's shaped like a U. I can glide in between shit. What do you mean I'm too jolly? I never once sat someone and said, ho, 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 hope you enjoy your food. Like, what do you? I was livid. So fuck Elmo. I'll never eat there again. Mateo, you're gay. I'm not a man. We are very dear friends. You're like family to me. But if we were in an alternate dimension, would you date me? Oh, yeah. <gasps> you would? Well, yeah. Here's And here's why. Because you're fun. Uh-huh. You keep things moving. You keep things going. <sighs> you can be serious. You're very smart. You're uh-huh. very business savvy. Uh-huh. Uh, you're very pretty, and oh. I know I wouldn't be gay, but I would still help you do your wigs, uh-huh. help you do your makeup, yes. redesign houses. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, I think that the one thing about you two that you don't let a lot of people see is that you do, like on TV, you're very funny, you're very bubbly, you have all this great energy, but there's another side to you that I enjoy, which is you are very serious, you are very politically aware, you are very smart, and you are, when I mean, to talk about someone who knows how to do the business and handle yourself in a career, you absolutely know what you're doing. And it is very inspiring, and I think that there's a lot of... Um, people who may, may not see that watching Girl Code or your show now, but it, it's there and it exists, and Nicole's wonderful. Mateo, you're the only person with who said that they would date me without any other thing. Like, what do you mean? So she was like, I would date you, but you're not going to like what I'm going to say next. She was like, I would want to fix you. And then everyone else has been like, you're emotionally damaged. <laughs> 
Well, we all are. Yeah, I got two dead parents, and I don't know where love comes from. We're coming to the end of our podcast. Oh, that's it. Did we learn it? Was I a terrible guest? No, this was great. Uh, We had a real fun conversation that truly just like went in and out, and it was beautiful. And um, do you have anything to plug? When does this come out? I don't know. Just follow me on Instagram. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. Mateo Lane, M-A-T-T-E-O-L-A-N-E. Uh, he's got fabulous butt pictures, and it's wonderful, and I love it. Okay, so I forgot to do this on the other one, but if you like what you hear, you can rate me five stars on on iTunes. <laughs> I almost said on Instagram, and I was like, but podcasts aren't on Instagram. So if you like what you're hearing, and you're on iTunes, you can rate me five stars. I would love it so much, and subscribe so you can like hear new episodes and shit like that. And if you write a review where you like hit on me, I will read it during a podcast. Here's an example. You are one sexy mama. That's all I got to say. Hit me up if you ever need a boy toy. And then I got a DM on Instagram the other day that said, when will you let me please you? And then I got another one that said, let me all up in your guts. Are they say- Oh, see, I heard that for the first time the other day. I never heard that before. Mm-hmm, yeah. Let me all up in your guts means he wants to like break through my cervix and fucking pound my intestines. Then he better send a photo to prove he's going to do They're that. They're all disgusting. They're all nasty. Yeah. So please, yeah, say anything nasty. The more creative, the happier I am. Uh, Mateo, thank you so much for doing this. I love you dearly. I love you. If you have a chance to see Mateo live, do it. Follow him on Instagram. Follow him on Twitter so you can see him live. Because truly, it's a delight. You can watch him on Stephen Colbert. That clip is up on YouTube. It's very, very funny. I got to watch him work it out for like a while. Like a while and it got to such a beautiful place and it's so funny. Oh, so thank Mateo, you. thank you so much for doing this. I love you. Bye-bye. I love you. Goodbye. <laughs> has been a Team Coco production. Legend has it, underneath the NJM insurance offices lies a room of rejected mascot memorabilia. Is it real? No one knows. But we do know NJM is proud to put policyholders first. No jingles or mascots, just great insurance. NJM. If there's anything better than getting a few of your favorite things from McDonald's, it's getting a few of your favorite things from McDonald's for less in the McDonald's app. Mm. Delicious. Order in the McDonald's app today. Right now, only in the app. Enjoy a breakfast sandwich for just $1, like a sausage McMuffin with egg. Offer valid one time per day from 429 to 512.24 at participating McDonald's. Must opt into rewards.